Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Radical Rocks. I'm your host Shane. Today we've got an exciting episode with Amethyst, where you can go find it, exotic black sand beaches, smoky quartz, um, digging fossils in Alabama, digging crystals for free, and so much more. I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rings. The first thing I found was a geocrystals, quartz with no clouds. Agate was hot and the ground was hard, but the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock with no name. Felt it's good to have in my hand in the desert. That's right. Radical rocks are everywhere. In fact, uh, you can find radical rocks at the fossil hunting in Alabama we're going to tell you about. You can find uh, rare uh, fossils, or excuse me, you can find... Hudson Bay, Hudson Valley, rock, rock hounding there, amethyst that you can find, smoky quartz in Idaho. We've got so many cool subjects today, guys. Stay tuned. You're going to love it. Um, with that, I want to thank the people that support our social media just by subscribing, liking, and sharing. Uh, it really helps when you subscribe to the podcast. Um, we've only got, uh, even though we've got hundreds of, of uh, regular listeners, and we have literally tens of thousands of downloads over the last three years. We just don't have a lot of subscribers, so it doesn't really help our algorithm. So if you could subscribe on your favorite app, we would really appreciate it. Thank you. Also, you can visit us on MeWe, Parler, Gitter, uh, Truth Social. We even have a Facebook. If you've got any suggestions for the show uh, or something you'd like to hear about or share, please reach out to us on those medias and we will hopefully see your comments. All right, well, let's get right into it because we have a rock ton of uh, education and entertainment. What to do in Chicago this summer? Head to the suburbs to visit this gem of a museum, thenewsbreak.com. We have Jennifer Gear who tells us about this Lazardo Museum of Lapidary Arts in Oak Brook, We've talked about it before, but uh, right now they have these castles that are made of gold um, and cloaked in amethyst and other beautiful things that you can check out here. They've got uh, things for rock lovers, meteorite lovers, uh, fossil lovers, earth science, and even more in their museum. It just opened about two years ago in Oak Brook, and uh, they talk about lapidary arts, so of course they have arts, things that have been completed in lapidary um, materials. The Green Jade Pagoda is a spectacular, um, it, they say it's an altar, it looks like a pagoda. Uh, it's made of 1,000 intricately, boy, there goes again, I can't talk right, very intricate carved pieces of jade, and it is spectacular. Another wonderful exhibit shows the minerals. Uh, they have beautiful azurite specimens. Um, they have a museum hosting an exhibit of 14 carved agates right now. These are made up in these cameos. If you've ever seen a cameo, it's beautiful. You have uh, like a mother of pearl 
or a white type of stone with a black uh, plissamine is typically used in the back and it makes the shadows and gives it a very three-dimensional look really cool uh, from Germany these come from very old they have uh, also an angel wing calcite specimen that's quite beautiful from Mexico beautiful petrified wood specimens that are there they're located at uh, 1220 Kensington Road in Oak Brook, about 20 miles west of Chicago. Uh, you go to the website and they'll tell you there's some small fees, but they are modest. Next, boy, you know, here in Idaho, it's been very cool. We had a very wet June. We had very few days where it even reached in the 70s. And then all of a sudden today it was over 90 degrees and it is hotter than Hades. So if you're not, you know, if you're not used to 90 degree days and you've been, you know, having 40 and 50 degree days uh, for the last five and a half months like we have. And of course, much colder weather in the, you know, uh, 20s and teens that we dealt with all winter long, but uh, just May and June, I mean, our highs were, we're lucky to get 40, 50 degree daytime high all through May and partly through June. So 90 degrees is killing you. I would love to go to the beach. 17 of the best exotic black sand beaches in the world. Now, this is not a normal beach, which is a white sand, which can be formed from shells or uh, also feldspars or quartz. At the manual.com, um, Latifa Al-Hazara tells us all about these black sand beaches, and I really enjoyed reading through this. Um, of course, these black sand beaches come from volcanic materials such as lava, basalt, and other dark-colored rocks that uh, are on the beach, but they have beautiful beaches, uh, Tahiti, the French Polynesia, uh, Pepinu Beach, Beautiful beach on the Tahiti coast, um, very popular for surfers, and uh, a beautiful place. Also, in Iceland, I couldn't even begin to pronounce this if I wanted to, um, Reynis Fajar is my guess in Iceland. Most stunning, one of the most stunning black beaches can be found in Iceland next to the fishing village of Vik and uh, the southern coast of Iceland with a backdrop of jagged rocks off the cliffs of Mount Reynisfjall. And I'm probably slaughtering that one too. And this landscape is very popular for a TV show. I believe it's actually uh, uh, like a X-rated, or not X-rated, but close to X-rated uh, TV show, Game of Thrones. So also um, basalt columns are there and everything looking very mystical, I guess, to be a great backdrop for this uh, medieval type of uh, a show with the dragons and all that good stuff, I guess. Also, Montereco Beach in Guatemala, beautiful. This is a place where turtles um, go to shore to lay their eggs, and then the babies are born and return to the ocean. Due to the volcanic nature of Guatemala, this beach is made up of black sand, which can quickly heat up in the sun. So uh, you don't want to walk barefooted in this thing because you might burn the ever-living, uh, get blisters on the bottom of your feet. Costa Rica, the Playa Pavones. 
The Playa Pavones is one of the largest prehistoric rainforests along the Central American Pacific coast. A friend of mine loved visiting Costa Rica. My daughter's been to Costa Rica. She even brought me back a beautiful t-shirt with an iguana on the front. This is a tropical paradise with beautiful waves. Surfers love going there, but uh, you've got to be a pretty good surfer to surf this particular beach. Also, New Zealand again makes the mark with another area. Kara Kara Beach uh, is at the uh, Waitakira Range, Ranges Regional Park. Uh, it's about 25 miles southwest of Auckland. Um, yeah, I'm familiar with Auckland. I remember that. There's actually an island of Auckland um, as well. This remote beach is known for its powerful surf and strong riptides making it one of the most dangerous surf destinations in New Zealand. Beautiful. There's one in Bali, uh, Indonesia, quite beautiful black sand beach there, about five miles stretch. There's one in Greece, uh, the Perisha Beach, beautiful beach, very um, swanky resorts there, uh, lots of... Uh, European-styled sunbathing going on there. Beautiful, gigantic rock that rises from the sea there and all kinds of water sports and all that. Play Negra Vieques, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, right here. Uh, get you know, Basically, U.S., Puerto Rico is a district of the United States. Sparkling blue waters, beautiful black sand beaches can be found there. Hot spot for tourists. Um, also a favorite spot for Victoria's Secret Swim Special, uh, whatever that, I don't know if that's a magazine or a show. Photographers, it's for photography. And then the Punulu Black Sand Beach in uh, the big island of Hawaii, of course. Lots of black sand there. Also a popular destination for turtles um, to lay out on the beach there. I don't know if they breed there, but uh, a lot of turtles there. Beautiful place, lots of black sand. It says it is the home to the endangered hawksbill turtles and green sea turtles. Don't touch the turtles. Um, and if you take the black sand home, you will be cursed, just like an old episode on the Brady Bunch. You don't want to do that. Uh, black Sand Beach in Shelter Cove, California, right here in the United States. On the mainland, you can find black sand at the Golden Gate Natural, National Recreation Area. Uh, aptly named Black Sands Beach. Uh, the area is known uh, more for sunbathing. The waters are very dangerous for swimmers. They talk about how to get there. In Spain, in the Canary Islands, the Playa Jardín, also another uh, resort-type area where you will... Uh, there's sharp rocks there, so this is another sunbathing area. Another area in Italy, the Stramboli, uh, another volcanic area, most they're swimming there and also bathing, uh, sunbathing. St. Luca, a beautiful place there in St. Luca where you can go see the black sands if you're in that part of the world. Uh, Japan by Shimizuku over the view is uh, beautiful Mount Fiji, Fuji in the background to Maho Beach, uh, if I'm saying that right. Thousands of pines uh, are also along these coasts. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful area. Um, the St. Piri Beach, St. Piri Marquis, 
is a French Caribbean island. I believe we used to call this uh, St. Mark Week. And uh, this area was once destroyed by Mount Pelee's volcanic eruption in 1902. It killed everyone in that area except for one person lived, and he was in a prison. He was the only survivor that didn't choke to get death or die. Um, the Azores, this is a uh, part of Portuguese, the Portuguese, uh, Portugal, the Portuguese Azores, beautiful area. I've had a couple friends who uh, come from that area and visit that area and have family there. Beautiful little fishing area, a secret uh, spot. Twin, uh, twin crater lakes that you can visit, one blue, one green. Hot springs, other exciting things to see there. Also in the Philippines at the Santo Domingo Beach, there is some beautiful black sand beaches there. Now the article gives many details about each of these beaches with uh, links and things like that that you can check out if you want to find out more about these beautiful black sand beaches. NASA probe reveals evidence of past life on Mars. Uh, this is Reuters, uh, Reuter.com, R-U-E-T-I-R. You can find out all about this if you want. They found these little, uh, what they say is clay, little, looks like stacks of uh, flakes. Um, but they do say that in this Gale Crater, most of this uh, erosion that's taken place could be wind. But it could be water too. So when you read the article, you find out that actually there's, they found some sulfites and they think these are sediments, but they are usually from sand dunes although they are really hoping that this planet lost its water and that this is a sign that it once had water, they're not 100% sure. All right. Arizona, this land is not your land. Uh, you know, United States used to have a lot of federal lands, and these were known as our lands. And a song was once written called, This Land is Your Land, This Land is My Land. And at mining.com, it says a U.S. court upholds Arizona land swap deal for Rio Tinto copper mine. So you think, okay, that sounds good, copper mine. And, uh, well, it turns out Native Americans are very upset. There's a campground here right on top of this area. And they are going to give the uh, courts, actually the Ninth Circuit, or Ninth Circus, depending on your viewpoint, approved uh, the lower courts saying that... Uh, the government could give this land away if they wanted to. Guess who they're giving it to? They're giving it to Australia um, to let them mine. Same thing's happening here in Idaho. Uh, there's some Australian companies that are getting all the rights to everything. Also Japanese companies as well. Uh, Obama opened this up. They feel that there's 4 billion pounds of copper. The company's already spent a billion dollars. I don't know if that counts uh, for their campaign donations or not, but... Uh, they're saying, too bad for the Indians, we're really sorry, this doesn't affect your religion, so we're going to go ahead and sell it, uh, or give it away. And that's basically the article in a nutshell, you can look it up if you want. It's going to include, uh, once developed, a huge, over one square mile uh, area, and the campground will be gone, and their sacred site will be gone, and uh, this will be a huge hole that goes a thousand feet or deeper, maybe 1,200 feet deep into the earth over years of extracting this copper for the uh, new Green Deal that uh, you might have heard of. All right, next, 
trtworld.com. Here we are told that uh, a baby mammoth was discovered by gold miners in Canada. It is a really crazy, I mean, it looks like it's cast in brass. The skin is here, everything is here. Um, They're saying this is an ice age, big baby mammal um, that was found here. uh, And it was found in a Yukon territory which borders the US state of Alaska. And uh, the paleontologist says it has retained its skin and hair. It is an incredible mummified Ice Age animal, uh, the most incredible mummified Ice Age animal ever discovered in the world. They believe it's a female and uh, pretty cool. Alongside this cave in this area, they found wild horses, cave lions, and giant bison. So rarely unearthed in North America is anything of this caliber. It was found in 1948 at a gold mine, or the cliff was in a gold mine, and uh, another partial mammoth calf named Effie was found at that time. But this one was found more recently um, in the the last uh, few months or so. All right. Okay. You can dig for something good. You can dig for amethyst. You can dig for crystals. It is in Ontario. It says, and it's free. It's at blogto.com. And when you look at it, um, Michelle Payot is credited with this article. You find out that you can dig, but you can't take them home. Um, If you want to take them home, you will have to pay for them. But you can dig for free. Uh, and try it out. If you find something really awesome you want to keep, it's the Diamond Willow Amethyst Mine. Uh, it's in northern Ontario, less than an hour away from Thunder Bay. And you can dig for your own amethyst crystals and uh, take a bucket of them full home. It says uh, $30 for a two-gallon bucket full of crystals. So admission to the mine is free, but if you want to keep the crystals, you got to pay for them. Um, they have everything you need, hammers, shovels. Um, you do have to bring eyeglasses or wear uh, safety glasses, rather. So if you want to check that out, you can. Um, they have a gift shop. It's open daily from 10 to 5 p.m. until October 10th. So you've got time to get out there if you're in that area. Also, crystals in another area is the Princess Sodalite Mine in Bancroft three hours away from Toronto. So for our friends there uh, in Toronto and Canada and all that, that could be really fun. How about fossil hunting in Alabama at Union Chapel Mine? Uh, Verna Gates tells us about this at yellowhammernews.com, and you can find out all about it. Um, Their fossils are there. They're plentiful. They're mostly uh, sea creatures. Uh, 20 minutes in, and the smallest child there had picked up a museum quality fossil it was a uh, collared lizard track a track from a lizard these giant ancient reptiles spanned from six to eight feet long dominated the swamps and the largest animals before dinosaurs emerged Um, there are no dinosaurs at union chapel mine but the fossils are rarer than dinosaur bones uh, so they said and they have someone here digging there are several footprints that are found in this area at the Union Chapel Mind. Um, 
and you can go there and uh, collect fossils there. Uh, fossils are so abundant that a small child can pick up a rock and find a rare track. Ten-year-old boy found a cluster of tribolites, uh, trilobites, a little sea creature, looks like a horseshoe crab. Twelve-year-old boys uh, made the news by unearthing evidence of entire life cycle of an ancient seed fern, which went straight to museum. Uh, finest piece, who was found by Cindy Wallace, who was a mom watching her fossil son hunt from pile to pile. She looked at a, a pile beside him and found a seven-hand-sized uh, prints of the Atenosaurus. So, pretty cool. That's the largest found uh, creature of all is this Atenosaurus. And um, you can read up more about the article. It's quite lengthy. It sounds like you can dig here. I'm not thinking that you can take these home. Uh, sounds like uh, they have to be turned in. The They're tied into the McWayne Science Center in Birmingham, uh, Brighamham, or the Alabama Museum of Natural History in uh, there. You can check that out. All right. The Green Monster. Uh, this is a really cool gold mine. Our friends at goldrushexpedition.com tell us about this uh, mine. Uh, I got emailed. Actually, the email had a lot better information on it, but it is located in the southern region of the Verde District. Uh, it's in Arizona in the Yavapai, that's Y-A-V-A-P-A-I, Yavapai County, near Cottonwood, Arizona. And the mine is named for the beautiful green minerals that are there. Uh, and the Verde is the combination of the Eastern Mine and the Silver Plate property. The assessment information is based on geographical mapping and history accounts and descriptions. The mine is named for the holding company, from the early 1900s, a green monster mining, but they have pictures of this, and it looks very green to me inside. Um, the green monster's main holdings were a three were three to four miles um, south east of Jerome. The green monster was discussed in a document uh, by its uh, the, how it was developed and such. It produced bonanza values of gold, um, 2.88 ounces per ton, and uh, of AU, which is gold, I believe, and then AG, which I think is silver, 187 ounces per ton. Gold values were taken from disregarded dump materials, which was higher in gold content, but still averaged 15 ounces of gold per ton in that. So once it was very, very rich, and uh, they have pictures here of this mine. It's pretty cool looking. It goes under 3,600 feet. It has copper reserves of 190 million pounds. Silvery reserves of nine, over 9 million, almost 10 million. There's copper, gold, zinc, and turquoise in the area in this mine. Uh, malignum is not there. Uh, surface dumps, platinum, no platinum. Um, Gold, they don't really say what kind of gold reserves are there. Um, pretty cool, a lot of pictures there. They have maps to the area. They have videos on these different gold mines that they offer for sale and usually tell a little bit of history of it, which is valuable, especially if you are in the area. Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley is the latest outdoor trend, uh, and you can go mining there. Go to hvmag.com. 
and you will find out about Rockhounding's latest outdoor trend in the Hudson Valley by Lauren Stark, and she goes into quite details about hunting for crystals, minerals, gemstones, fossils, and other treasures here in the Hudson Valley. She tells you to do research and gives you links on how to find rocks, tells you to be safe, hooks you up with the Capital District Mineral Club uh, and their recommendations, talks about grabbing your gear and getting ready. There's, she's linked you with a list of how to find the gear. Um, Cornwall. Cornwall is full of naturally occurring crystals, including bloodstone and jasper. Rockhounders have found abundance of these multicolored stones by the Hudson River in the area near Cornwall. No guided tours, so you're going to have to uh, do some hiking and look around the river, the shore, and the creek beds. Ellenville. This area has deposits of quartz crystals and pyrite known as fool's gold. These crystals are on the ground. You may want to bring a pick and a hammer and some eye protection. Find the quarry along the trail from the park, rockhounding that is free and open to the public. Herkimer Diamonds, if you've been a rockhound for any length of time, you have heard about New York's famous Herkimer Diamonds. They are double terminated quartz crystals with 18 facets that create a beautiful diamond-like shape and sparkle in the sun like diamonds. Children love picking these up and collecting them. Again, you're going to need a rock hammer uh, and uh, possibly a chisel and some eye protection because you don't want that stuff to cut your eyeballs. Uh, Hooper Garnet Mine. Here we go. Garnet Mine in the Erdurandak Mountain at the Hooper Mine. Beautiful place to hike. Amateur rockhounds can find stuff here. You will find an open pit garnet mine there where you can get uh, these gemstones at Garnet Hill Lodge. Uh, is a place where you can go eat in the area. And then the town of Jay, there's a covered bridge swimming hole at Glen Road that has a catch of crystals just under the surface of the water. You can find labradite, moonstone, quartz, and even some garnets if you're lucky. This sounds like a wonderful place. Uh, swimming or hang out and just look for rocks. Definitely bring your uh, snorkel and your mask so you can see in there for those beautiful labradite and gemstones that are in that area. All right, we didn't talk about this in the subtitle, but I always add all kinds of extra stuff aside from what we tell you about. Form Labs uh, Castable Wax 40 Resin. Uh, our friends at Rio Grande, riogrande.com, tell us all about uh, castable wax. You can find a lot of information here. Um, they talk about this wax. It is actually replacing some of the other type of waxes. We remember the old wax, the red wax. This is being phased out. Um, it can be actually, uh, you can use a program and print out on a 3D printer these castable um, findings. You know, you can do a ring, uh, anything you want. Uh, you know, also... Um, forget what they're called now, embellishments, things like that. Anything you want to cast, you can cast and print this on what they call Form 3 or Blue Castable Resin from Form Labs. Um, it, it prints out on, uh, on that. It cleans with 91% isoporphic alcohol. Um, the services are smoother <coughs> or comparable to purple castable wax. Um, 
Purple wax is going to stay. The blue CW40 wax is uh, the wax that you may want to use. It says purple castable wax is best suited for very small details, things like small filigree. Blue CW40 is best for medium to thick pieces, things like engagement, bridal, class ring, championship rings, and other mediums of larger size cross sections. Does it require anything special to print? Um, no, uh, it says it can be used on standard Form 3 resin tanks, but quality or consistency can be affected. Um, it goes into quite some detail. talks about the burnout uh, heats, which are uh, given in hours. The higher it is, the quicker you can burn it out. And vacuum casting, spin casting, or induction casting methods can be used. Pretty cool. Um, maybe someday we'll talk about casting again. We have talked about it in the past, some of the basics, but uh, I don't know how much you guys really want to dig into that. Um, let's see, what else do we have? How about grading gemstones? Our friends at Fire Mountain Gems have a chart here to help you grade gemstones. Go to firemountain.com and then under their resources, look up charts and reference gemstone grading. Uh, by Lexi, uh, exclusively for Fire Mountain Gems and Beads. Um, so, you know, you can't, like, reproduce this and sell it or anything. But they have all, it's it's really cool. You could print it and use it for yourself just to have it there. Um, a, B, C, and D grade. And they talk about hue, color, saturation, color tone, inclusions, transparency, and opacity, cutting surface, and drilling. And they go into all the descriptions that will help you have something that is the best, an A, or a B, or a C, or a D. All these different gradings. So there you go. You want to know how to grade some gemstones? Take a look at this free guide that you can uh, use for your own personal use. All right. Uh, Five-carat parabola tourmaline crystal. It has uh, come in at about a half a million dollars. This beautiful gem can be found at... Uh, idexonline.com and uh, you can see it. It's, man, this parabola blue tourmaline is the most beautiful blue color um, that I can imagine in a crystal gemstone. It really is quite striking um, because of its ability to, it just seems like it really catches a lot of light. It's really just a really cool color. Check it out if you like uh, beautiful blue gemstones. This might, see, this might be something um, you want to check out. All right, next, China. China finds water in moon's ocean of storms, or at least signs of water. At indiatoday.in, you can read about this article. Uh, looks like they might have borrowed it from Reuters. Um, it looks like Reuters Beijing. And I don't see anyone uh, credited with the article here. But basically, they have found uh, what they feel is water on the moon. And it sounds like uh, they might have actually, I believe that they have found some indications of water in this article. Um, it says, the evidence of water in the form of hydroxyl encased in crystalline mineral known as aptite. Um, this hydroxyl comprising a single hydrogen atom and oxygen atom versus two hydrogen to one oxygen, which is water, 
was also found in samples retrieved by NASA uh, decades ago. The widely held that most of the moon, uh, water on the moon, was a result of chemical processes triggered by the bombardment of cha charged particles from the sun on the lunar surface. The hydroxyl mineral, such as apatite, is likely indig uh, hmm, indigenous. Of course it's indigenous if they pull it from the moon. But anyway, it uh, looks like that that particular rock could be uh, some form of water in the forming of it, in my opinion. If you want to check that out, you can. All right. You want to get some beautiful smoky quartz crystals? Well, Idaho's got it at Twin Falls, a top spot for smoky quartz. Newsradio 1310.com, uh, Kalex News Radio 961 FM or uh, 1310 AM radio tells us about the Idaho smoky quartz. They've got what looks like a video here that you could click on, but uh, they say that. Smoky Quartz is one of the state's best reported regions for finding these beautiful rocks about 115 miles northwest of Twin Falls near Anderson Ranch Reservoir, um, known as Featherville. Four-wheel drive is probably going to be needed to reach the final destination or the final mile. Um, it is in the Boise National Forest near the South Fork of the River. Smoky Quartz is high, highly desirable for collectors um, and so on and so, so forth, and you can check it out. They've got a video here on mining for quartz crystals. They've got places to camp, all sorts of link. Uh, tells us smoky quartz is almost transparent combination of minerals that some believe he has healing properties. Idaho is a perfect place and a terrific state to hunt for these types of rocks. Um, and most areas will allow for some recreational rock hounding. Um, and uh, that is about it on that. I was thinking about doing a special show just on finding uh, rocks in Idaho and maybe different states and trying to go into some depth. The Pick of Ontario, the story of Amethyst and Adventure, um, this can be found at Sudbury.com. Sudbury.com. Bill Steer uh, tells us about the amethyst. There is a video here again where you can find this beautiful gemstone, um, amethyst, in Ontario. And uh, says at Thunder Bay, amethysts have the inclusions of red hematite and microscopic disc spirals within the quartz so this is quite beautiful um, and a special um, let's talk about the mines the mines are between Thunder Bay and Nip Pigeon home to Canadians most productive amethyst sites there's at least three mines open to the public from May to mid-October where you can pick up your own sparkly semi-precious purple stones um, Tim and Laura Lunknuk are second generation owners of the amethyst mine. I'm going to have to get a swig of coffee here. 80 acre park where gemstone digging can be done, souvenirs, and more. It was discovered in 1949. Ontario Departments and Lands of Forest crew carved out a bush road 
And boom, they found the largest deposit of amethyst in all of Canada. Pretty cool. Talks about uh, polishing and so forth, um, getting your hands dirty, um, and the experience of it all. Um, it says here, one of the visitors says, I found this piece of amethyst at a real working amethyst mine, wrote one visitor. When I found it, it was covered by mud, half buried in the far end of the field, just sitting there. I can't believe how beautiful and wonderful and interesting it is. And they have several wonderful stories here of people who find it. It can be cut, polished, or tumbled um, and uh, is made in the uh, store there as uh, beads, gemstones, clocks, jewelry, pins, gift items, you name it. So it is a wonderful gemstone. Um, even the Pope wears amethyst. So it is a color of royalty uh, from back to biblical times. Very beautiful. What are potash minerals? Wow, big show today. What are potash minerals? Our friends at Rock and Gym, you can go to rockandgym.com, subscribe to their email, get their uh, magazine. These potash minerals are not very collectible, or, or they are super collectible, but most collectors are not very familiar with them. They are critical to agriculture. Uh, we've probably heard about potash as Russia and um, um, the war and everything has cut off the world's major supply of these critical fertilizers that keep farms producing year after year after year. Um, Solvite is a beautiful crystallized cubic system of carnonite, and it is a main uh, ore of this potash. Interestingly, why do they call it potash? I thought because, you know, uh, ash from volcanoes uh, is, is like a potash. I've heard people call it that. I thought maybe because people would take that ash, put it in pots, and make lye and soap and candles and use it like that, but as it turns out, in the early days, people used to, in America and Europe, use hardwoods, cut them down, and uh, cut and burn them to get the potash out of them. Um, Germany was big on this, but during World War I, um, an embargo on German potash created an agricultural crisis that that uh, spurred intense search for domestic potash sources. And we're seeing that again now due to the war. A lot of other sources are being looked at to make up for the potash that is uh, unavailable during this war uh, that some people are calling the beginning of World War III. That's another subject, not for rock hounds. But anyway, these beautiful rocks, uh, mineral specimens, were discovered also at Carlsbad, New Mexico in 1925. And uh, this is when mineralogical um, mineralogists identified it as solvite uh, through coral, core drilling. They revealed, revealed uh, can't talk right, huge underground deposits of this um, mineral along with carnalite and halite, which is uh, a salt. A lot of history. Um, today, 41 million tons of potash minerals are mined worldwide each year. Uh, Canada is the main producer, thank goodness, with Russia uh, and China going closely behind. The United States only produces about 50,000 tons of potash per year, which is just 
basically nothing. They get it from Carlsbad and a couple of little sites in Utah. But uh, we buy 2.4 million tons annually from Canada. Refined potash is worth $450 a ton. So it is a valuable resource uh, for fertilizers and things of this sort. Storing potash requires special precaution um, because it uh, can get into the uh, uh, into the environment. So it has to be it has to be protected. Potash mineral science is discussed here about the colors and what affects them. You can read all about that. The forms of the crystals is also discussed here. And then finally, our last article today. Why is Benedite so expensive? This beautiful blue gemstone, mined only in California, as far as I know. It is the California State Gem. You can go to YouTube here, and there's a beautiful uh, YouTube on Business Insider India, why Benedite is so expensive. Um, basically because it's so rare, a single carat can cost over $12,000, and finding specimens that can be faceted over a carat are very rare so these are very desirable and very collectible the gym has a beautiful triangular shaped crystal formation so this is also very rare and in its uh, just in its specimens form it is quite impressive and desirable and uh, because it's so rare that's why it's so expensive so guys I want to thank you all for tuning in um, remember please check us out on social media like share all that good stuff until next time, remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.